as someone who started out charging $250 for a website and now charges $5,000, $10,000, $25,000 and beyond, I want to help you understand the principles in creating a brand that speaks to high ticket clients. I don't want to be braggadocious, but I do want to let you know Signing high ticket clients is possible for you if you understand how to brand your business as a high value, high ticket product, program, or service. And in today's episode, I'm going to teach you how to do that through messaging and design and everything else. You're listening to Aesthetically Speaking. On this podcast, we're talking about all things branding, logos, colors, fonts, and the strategy behind it all. Seems like these days it's easier than ever to build an audience, but harder than ever to stand out online. My name's Rebecca, and I'm a brand strategist and designer. I'm here with my sister, Abby, a lawyer who needs a creative outlet. Together, we're going to talk about how to bring your brand to life. Before I dive into today's episode, I want to give a quick disclaimer, which is probably something that I shouldn't do, but I want you to understand that I'm approaching signing high ticket clients through the lens of your brand. And it's very important to me that you use your brand and your reputation with integrity. So if you're just out there to make a buck, you know that that's not going to jive with what I teach. But if you are interested in really up-leveling who you are and what you have to offer and how you communicate that both strategically and design-wise, This is going to be so helpful for you and I cannot wait to dive in. So let me start by just defining what a high ticket client is. And I'm not going to give you a dollar amount here because I don't think there is one. It's very, very relative. And it doesn't really matter what I think a high ticket client is. What matters is what you think a high ticket client is. So you need to define that for yourself. You don't necessarily need to give it a specific number because I really think that signing high ticket clients, quote unquote, has nothing to do with the price that you're charging and a lot more to do with the relationship you have with those clients, the value that you're providing and the way that you're working together. Most people say like, I want to sign high ticket clients or I want to sign, you know, I want to reach a higher clientele. And what they really mean by that is that they want clients who value what they do and who can afford it and who are willing to pay what you want to charge for it. It doesn't really matter what that dollar number is, but typically when people say, I want to sign high ticket clients, what they mean is I want to charge more for the services that I'm offering, and I want to sign clients who are excited to pay that. So I'm going to start with a little bit of a vulnerable example. I recently, in my own business, hired a CFO, a chief financial officer, And this is a contractor position. So I'm not hiring an employee at this point. They're what you call a fractional CFO. And basically what that means is that they manage all of the accounting, bookkeeping, and tax compliance of my business. And this is something that I've wanted to do for a long time, but had put off because I felt like I should be able to do it by myself, felt like I was smart enough, felt like it didn't take me that much time. It was going to be expensive. All of the reasons, right? But I finally determined that this wasn't something that I wanted to do for myself. I wanted somebody else to manage the money of my business and help me make smarter decisions. 
And so I hired Caitlin is my new CFO. And I have been feeling really excited about it. But I was talking to somebody else in a Facebook group. And they made a comment that if you were paying your CPA more than $100 a month, or something like that, that you were getting ripped off. And I immediately felt really self-conscious because I was like, oh, shoot, I am paying my CFO a lot more than that. Like, did I make a bad decision? And there were two things that I came back to as I was thinking about this decision. And I trust myself to make good decisions in my business. So I wasn't like, oh, shoot, I did the wrong thing. But I was just like, oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. I had different reasons for making the purchase that I did. And number one is that I wanted somebody who was an expert and I wanted somebody who was going to take care of the whole thing. I didn't want somebody who was going to be like, oh, that's not included, or I don't know how to do that, or I don't work with that software or that banking program or whatever it is. Like, I wanted somebody that was like, yep, I handle it all, start to finish, send me your credentials and I will take care of it. So that was really important to me. The other thing that was really important is I wanted somebody who could help me maximize my profits and limit my taxes. Because if you are self-employed, you know that taxes can be a lot. I was sitting there thinking like, oh, I'm paying this person too much. I thought, if my CFO cannot negotiate a good rate for themselves, how do I expect them to be able to negotiate my taxes? And I know that that's not a one-to-one relationship, but I think there is truth in that principle that if you're hiring somebody who can't even argue their own worth, how are they going to help you argue yours? So that was my experience hiring somebody that was high ticket, quote unquote. And we haven't even started working together and it's already been a great experience and I've already felt a lot of relief and it has definitely been worth it so far. So what I want to teach you, teach sounds funny, but what I want to talk about today is the what, the why, and the how of signing high ticket clients and doing it in a way that feels really good for you and for them. So signing high ticket clients is not just about raising your prices. It's actually getting clients to pay you at that price and be happy about it. The reason that I say, you know, some people can't really help you do this that well is because there are a lot of coaches out there who are making lots of money, but they're doing it through volume. They're doing it by selling a $10 to $100 product over and over and over again. And I think that's great. I think that's amazing. But that is not the same thing as selling a high ticket product program or service. And it requires a unique kind of psychology to do it well, which I have. So there's kind of this joke in the design world and probably among other professional services about the difference between a $500 client and a $5,000 client. And the $500 client is like really nitpicky and wants to make sure they'll get the most out of their investment. Whereas the $5,000 client is like invoice paid. Thanks so much. And the point being that oftentimes lower paying clients are harder to work with and higher paying clients are better clients. And so this goes back to my first point about signing high ticket clients isn't always about making more money, although that's definitely an important part of it. It's really about working with the person or the persons 
who are going to make your business the most enjoyable and sustainable for you. So in my business, I choose to work with high ticket clients. I am not the cheapest designer out there. And I do that intentionally so that I can go really deep with my clients so that I can provide a world-class experience, a really, you know, hands-off, done-for-you service. And also because I know the value of what I'm providing to my clients and I understand that. So when I'm talking about signing high-ticket clients and what's required and the unique way that you have to go about it, I really believe that it starts with you. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this because this isn't something that I can necessarily help you solve over a podcast, but I really need you to answer the question, do you feel good about charging whatever you want to charge for your clients? Okay. And you just have to remember that everything is relative. Something being cheap to one person is really expensive to another. There is no price that is going to be quote unquote affordable for everyone. You have to feel good about your price. You have to feel good about your what you're offering. And you have to believe that whatever you're selling is worth what you're charging for. And if you don't believe that, then your work is to figure out what you need to do. And it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be change or improve what you're selling. That might be something you need to do. You might need to spend more time refining your expertise, refining your process, refining the experience, like actually having the chops to deliver what you want to deliver. But more likely, or I should say more often, not believing that what you're selling is worth what you're charging is a mindset and a positioning problem. And so that's what I'm going to talk about because this is my zone of genius. If there is one thing that I know how to do really, really well, it is help client-based businesses position their offer in a high ticket fashion without changing the offer. And that's not a slimy thing. It's truly about aligning your offer, whatever it is that you're selling with the branding of it. And when I say that, I mean like the messaging, the positioning, and the design and the aesthetics, all of it. So I'm going to walk you through what you need to do this. Because like I said, this this is what I'm really good at. When somebody comes to me and they're like, I have this great product, but I haven't been able to sell it to the people that I want or as much as I want. I would really like to raise the price. I would really like it to be perceived as more of a high ticket, high value, luxury, you know, one of those things. Can you help me? I'm like, yes unequivocally, I can help you because I know how to pull all of these levers to give you that high ticket product. And it's not just about looking that way. It's really about being that way. So you start with the mindset and the belief piece. So you have to practice believing that your prices are perfect and really believing what you're selling is worth what you're charging. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple practical ideas for mastering this. Number one is to look for evidence that what you are selling is not that expensive. Okay. There's a few different ways that you can do this. But one of the things that I love to do is just observe how much money people spend. People spend a lot of money. Okay. If you are selling a coaching program for $10,000 for a six month package, I want you to look for evidence that people spend $10,000 all the time because they do. 
And if you're stuck in this mindset of like, people don't spend that kind of money, you're not going to be able to confidently deliver on the value of that offer. So start looking around, notice the ways in which people spend money. And then I want you to look for the ways in which you see people love to spend money. I love to go shopping for lots of reasons. But one of the reasons that I love to do is because I like to see people spending money. I love to see people looking for what they want, putting it in their cart, checking out, getting excited about it. People love to spend money. And the sooner that you can start thinking that way, the sooner you will be able to sell your products or your programs at that high ticket price. Second thing in the mindset belief category, you need to understand how people make decisions for their business. Again, I think this is something that people get wrong because we only see it one way. So there's kind of two things that people do when they are buying something. One is they want an ROI. They want to know what am I going to get for my investment? Often financial, but not always. They do this because they want to know that their investment makes financial sense. And the only way that you can get a return on investment or a good return on investment, I should say, is if the return or the money that you make because of the investment is more than the investment itself. Example, if you spend $100 and from that you make $1,000, that is a good return on investment. But people think that this is like the only way that they can justify high ticket programs or services, right? If they explain like, oh, spend $1,000, make $50,000 or whatever it is. I do not think that's true. I do not think that's the only way. I think it's something that you have to understand and consider. But the other thing that people are looking for when they are paying for a high ticket product is this intangible experience, luxury, value, process. And they're willing to spend money on that, understanding that it's not going to be a direct return on investment. And you have to start thinking like somebody who has money. Because believe it or not, when you have plenty of money, you don't need every single thing that you buy to be a direct return on investment. Sometimes it's actually a turnoff for high ticket clients because they're like, well, okay, yeah, like I'll make the money back or it will be a good investment or whatever, but why do I want it in the first place? Nobody wants to be ripped off, right? I don't think anybody is out there like, oh yeah, I'd love to throw money away. But like I said, people love to spend money and people who have money are more concerned about the experience that they'll receive, the level of service, the convenience, the outcome, and what it means about them to buy this product. So think about like Apple or Lululemon. What they have done is they've created an identity for their customers. And so maybe they're buying these leggings because they will last them 10 years. That's probably a small reason for their purchase. A much larger part is they like the experience of going into the Lululemon store. They like the way the leggings look on them. They like the fact that when other people see them, they know that they're wearing Lululemon leggings and they like having Lululemon leggings in their drawer. They like being the kind of person that shops at Lululemon because of the way that Lululemon has built their brand. It has very little to do with the price of the leggings, which is frankly ridiculous. And it has a lot more to do 
with the feeling that they get and the identity that they get to have because they buy them. So my own brand, right, is built this way. I sometimes compare my brand to Birkin bags, which are kind of like a if you know, you know, designer product. They are not super in your face. They don't have, you know, a big Chanel logo all over them or something like that. It's much more subtle, but they are very well made. They are built to last and they have kind of this community of people who value having something beautiful, even if other people don't know exactly what it is. And that's kind of what my brand is fashioned after. So when you understand this psychology of the high ticket buyer, you can position your business as the kind of business that they want to buy from. This is going to come down to two things. I'm going to start with messaging because if you can get the messaging, the other stuff will follow. First things first, you have to speak to your ideal client's problems and desires. You have to know what they are and you have to be able to articulate them. And this is, again, important and unique because typically when you're selling something and you are communicating the value, you are trying to sell the fact that it's cheap, right? That is a very big motivator. High ticket clients aren't buying it because it's cheap. So they're not usually broke, but that doesn't mean that they don't struggle with money or have some problem or desire around money. So you have to dive into that nuance and you have to figure out what exactly it is for your high ticket clients that will help them make more money or solve their money problems. Okay. So maybe they, maybe they just want more money, right? They have a lot. They want more. Maybe they want to make more money, but they don't want to work more or they're not willing to be stressed or they don't have more time to devote to whatever it is. Maybe despite making lots of money, they feel like they don't have anything to show for it or they don't know how to manage their money. They want to make smarter decisions. Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School famously teaches that people don't want to make a million dollars. They want to have a million dollars. They want to spend a million dollars. And I think all three are true. I think there are people who do want to make a million dollars. But the point is, don't just say that. Really think about your ideal client and what it is that they want and what it is that they're struggling with when it comes to money and articulate that over and over again. So the other consideration with understanding the problems and the desires of high ticket clients is that there's lots of things that these people could spend money on, right? Because they have money. So why do they want this? Why is this going to be a better investment for them? How does it offer them those things that they care about, right? Like the experience, the level of service, the outcome, or the image or identity that they want to have. So the first half of messaging is understanding what your ideal client wants and be able to speak to that. The second part of messaging is to speak like an authority. You have to be willing to show up as a professional and help people know that they can trust you. Word of mouth marketing is so powerful because it builds trust. So think about what you can do to create a word of mouth experience in the forms of marketing that you're using. What does that look like on social media? What does that look like on a podcast? How can you help people trust you more and show up in your authority? It doesn't do any good to just say like, I know that even though you're making money, you don't feel like you have anything to show for it. Okay. But you can say, 
my clients come to me when they're feeling embarrassed because despite making multiple six figures, they have very little profits to take home at the end of the year. and They feel like they're not reaching their goals. As your business coach, I will help you, right? You see how that's so much more authoritative than just explaining the problem. You have to be able to, to use your authority and use your expertise to explain their problem or their desire and why you are the solution to it. And to be very honest here, if you do not have the experience or the expertise to do that, then step back and get it. You cannot just jump into solving high-level problems if you yourself are not a high-level coach or consultant or service provider. So don't be afraid of saying, okay, I'm going to figure out how I can actually be an expert in this, and then I'm going to show up as an expert, okay? But most of the time, you are an expert. You just need to step into those shoes. Okay, second step in signing high-ticket clients is your image, aesthetics, and design. Because let me tell you something that I know for sure. High ticket clients do not purchase expensive things that are ugly, unorganized, or unprofessional. They just don't. And that's not to say that everything needs to look super corporate, but it does need to be well designed. Your image matters. People take very strong cues for what something is worth based on what it looks like. If you want to sell something high ticket and high value, it needs to look that way. So I'm going to talk about what makes something look high ticket because I think this can be kind of ambiguous. But the first thing that you need to determine is who this high ticket thing is for and what they care about. And I talked about some of those things, you know, like the level of service, the outcome. But I really want you to dive deep and try to say like in detail. What what do they care about within the level of service? What kind of outcome do they want? Why is that important to them? Really get specific here so that you can then create a visual that will speak to that. So decide who it's for, decide what they care about. Ask yourself, what feelings do I want to evoke? And then think about visual ways to portray those desires and those feelings. Not everything that is high ticket needs to be like a super luxury vibe. Some of my clients really want a high end luxury kind of unattainable, unrelatable aesthetic. That is not the only way to sign high ticket clients. Okay. The best way to sign high ticket clients is with an intentional, well-designed brand, but it does not have to have that all black glamour aesthetic. So here's an example. My client, Amber Smith, came to me in wanting to elevate her coaching brand. She knew that her ideal clients were those already making six figures, somewhere between, you know, making six figures and multiple six figures. And it really wasn't about making more money for them. They really wanted to do the inner work to be the kind of person that could have the wealth that they wanted to have. And so we wanted to create feelings of abundance, transformation, integrity and growth and professionalism, right? That that there was kind of a seriousness to it that would speak to high ticket clients. We decided on a dark blue kind of to a seafoam green color palette 
because that felt really calm and grounded and sophisticated. We wanted to use like an old style serif font juxtaposed with a really modern sans serif font. So there was kind of this integrity and warmth to the brand, but also a very elegant, high-end modern feel. And then in addition to some brand photography that Amber did, I selected photos and imagery that would capture those same feelings that we talked about. So we used travel or journey photos like hot air balloons and airplane windows. I love to use the imagery of geodes and the idea that what's inside is what's most important. And it's interesting because if you contrast Amber's brand to another one of my clients, Cozy Baby Sleep, they actually have some similar elements in the broad sense. You know, they have a similar kind of navy blue palette. They're both using a serif font. But when you get into the specifics, Amber's brand speaks much more to high ticket clients than Alice's brand. Alice's brand is for parents who are buying a digital product to help them get their baby to sleep. And her brand is much more about affordability rather than a high-end investment. So branding is really about nuance. And this is why you have to work with a designer to figure out what the right kind of high-ticket design is for you. Because here's what I believe. The way that your brand and your marketing looks is a window into the experience and the process and the outcome that you're selling. So your brand should reflect the quality of what you're selling. It goes back to building trust. A well-designed brand communicates professionalism, authority, credibility, and experience. And this is why you have to have a professional brand. I really, really believe that you cannot fake a professional brand with a DIY and the template, creative market, pre-made logo, it's just not going to cut it. The difference here is, because I'm not saying for any business it won't cut it, okay? If you're just starting out, obviously I think there's a place for that. If you are selling a $9 printable on Etsy, absolutely, get the template. But if you are building a multi-six or seven-figure business serving high-ticket clients with a high-ticket service, it makes no sense for you not to have a high-ticket, well-designed professional brand. And that includes the two things that I mentioned with Amber's brand. The image, the style, the photography, so like how you look online, how you show up, right? Like the actual photos of you and your work. And then there's also the digital design. That's the colors, the logos, even the textures and backgrounds that you use, all of those things communicate something about who you are. And you can tell the difference between somebody who is a high ticket coach with a high end brand design versus somebody who's trying to make it work with a DIY version. I want you to be the kind of coach that has a high ticket brand because it will allow you to not only attract the kind of people that you want to work with, but actually turn them into paying clients who love what you do, value your services, and are willing to pay you for it. And you do not need to apologize for wanting to grow a high ticket business 
or promote a high ticket service because I believe it's one of the best ways that you can provide value to your clients. If you're looking for somebody to help you create that high ticket brand so that you can sign the clients of your dreams, reach out to me either at my email or Rebecca Peterson Studio on Instagram and let's chat about what that would look like for your business in 2024. Let me know if you have any questions and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to Aesthetically Speaking. If you want to support the podcast, please leave us a nice review or connect with us on Instagram at Rebecca Peterson Studio. 